Welcome to Grace to All. I'm your host, Paul Gray. You've probably used the word grace, sang Amazing Grace, or said grace at a meal. But did you know that God's grace is way better than we can even imagine, and that you and all people already have an abundant supply of God's unlimited amazing grace? Today, we're going to hear the truth about God's amazing grace to all people. So, sit back, relax, and prepare to be inspired and awakened to the amazing treasures that you already possess. This is truth that you can handle. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. And we're going to continue where we left off last week with our time together with Mo Thomas. Mo, welcome back. It's great to be back. We haven't talked in so long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, full disclaimer here, we've been talking in between these uh, recordings and find find out that uh, we've actually known each other for a few billion years. But that's that's another subject. Yeah. In our last uh, visit, last week's episode, Mo, you used the term shining light, and you quoted the scripture from 1 John 1, 5, that uh, God is pure light with no shadow of turning or uh, no hint of even darkness. And in your book and in your life experience, you talk about God, well, I won't use the words, tell us about the light that God showed you. So growing up, obviously, the mainstream perspective is that God is both loving and holy. He's both good and just. There is certainly light, but there's also wrath. And it made sense. If you look at the narrative, you can certainly pick that out of the stories. And when you use your filters to display that God, it does definitely look like there's plenty of shadows. So Over the course of time, as that started to shift, I described an experience I had in 2012 where I believe God took me through a black hole. It was a a mystical experience. And one of the things that I saw, I apologize ahead of time because I really didn't have language for a lot of this. I just tried to share and put into words what, what I sensed or experienced. I don't know if it was even saw. It was more absorbed, took in. I saw the outline or shadow of a cross in the background, and behind it was this overwhelming, pure, white, holy light, almost like a laser, just overwhelming and powerful. It it overwhelmed everything else in the scene, and it was shining up against this cross. And if you know what a prism is a triangle glass shape that if you shine a light, that prism breaks up that light into the full range of the light spectrum. And so you see the colors of the rainbow. And if we had the capacity to see it, there would be a lot more. Well, in this scene, this pure white light, the cross was serving as a kind of triangular prism. And all of the multicolored hues of the spectrum. And I tried to describe it as a hundred trillion different colors from this one source of light just started breaking in into waves that covered the entire landscape of, of this realm of this space. And I realized that the pure white light of God represented his love 
And all of these colors, 100 trillion colors, represented the beautiful aspects of his character. And all of them were there. His wrath, his holiness, his mercy, his grace, his justice, his uh, all of it. There, there wasn't anything left out. But all of these colors found their source in the one white light that stemmed from his love, which is eternal. So the light of his love expressed in the beauty of his character was visibly seen in this space as multicolors, hundred trillion different colors. And it was overwhelming. I, I really didn't quite know how to take it all in, but that's what I saw. And that really reinforced and marked something about the beauty of his character that made it enjoyable to think about his holiness and his justice and his wrath rather than having to explain it away, having to make excuses for it, which I had spent a lot of time doing for folks who had questions. Here, there were no reasons for excuses, no need anymore to to make excuses. God can defend himself, and the light of his love sort of defined everything else. All of it was aligned and consistent with the source. Well, that's beautiful, Mo. What a wonderful experience you had and what a wonderful picture that they gave you. It just seems like every day God shows us that they're better than we even imagine the day before. It just uh, keeps getting better and better all the time. And it's like a prism just continually showing things. And I look now at the things the way I used to try to explain away or defend God's dark side, and it's just comical. I mean, it, it's sad that that I did that, but some of the things that that, <laughs> that we that we uh, came up with, looking at it now, it, it's just absolutely comical. It it made no sense at all. And I should have known at the time by the people, the looks on other people's face (laughs) didn't make any sense to them. I mean, certainly a lot of theological gymnastics, right? (laughs) Yeah. Necessary. Um, Do you know our mutual friend, uh, Richard Murray? Oh, yes. Um, uh, Yeah. So he beautifully expresses the goodness of God and no shadow of turning. He and, and many others, but his name comes to mind as just a, a beautiful expression of that. And after reading some of those excerpts, it's very hard to try to make excuses for the dark side of God that we've had as part of the portraits that we've presented, part of our gospel that we've presented over the years. I, you know, I'm so, so, so grateful for the internet. When I started on this journey in 2009, it came through a book that I got in the mail, unmarked, no return address. That's another story. But God really spoke to me through that. And I, for a long time, I'm very, uh, I'm from the Ozarks. I'm not very well-versed in the ways. I'm very naive. I thought I was the only person in the world who was starting to see God's love and grace for everyone, because I'd never met anybody else. And I, I literally thought I was the only one. And then somebody mentioned Steve McVeigh. I started getting his books, and then I connected with Steve. I actually went to see him in Atlanta for a few days, and he introduced me to Baxter Kruger and to Paul Young and to Don Keithley and other people. And through the internet, then, of course, I, I got to see, well, no, I, I'm not the only one out there. There's, there's Mo Thomas and there's Richard Murray and, and, and there's, uh, there's Ron Wright and Ron Wright. Oh, Ron's writings about 
the mystical journey are enough to where I read them and just I'm full for the next week. Yeah. Beautiful. Me too. I had the real privilege and pleasure of, of doing a couple of interviews with him and with Richard Murray. Yeah. And oh, gosh. Like you said, such a beautiful community. Um, Social media actually has quite a bit of healthy expressions to combat all of the negative press that it gets. And certainly, certainly there is that, but I've just found such beautiful people and deep friendships that I never thought would have been possible on such a forum, but, but otherwise, and I'm so grateful. Speaking of that community, I want to lead into that by asking you to tell about your experience of immediately moving from classical music into something else. Uh, I think you said you were like a junior in high school. Tell us about that, if you would. I've talked about this a couple of times that I grew up playing the piano. Mom and dad had me start when I was six, and I hated it every minute. But I still, I was a performance guy, so I thought that if I was going to do something, I needed to excel at it. And I put a lot of pressure on myself to do that, much like my theology. I thought God wanted all the right boxes checked. So I played well, entered competitions, did well, but hated every single minute. So junior year of high school, I was sitting down to play and opened up my book, got out the classical music, and I closed my eyes and put my hands on the keys and started to play. And I hadn't yet opened my eyes. And all of a sudden, I realized I don't have to play what's written. I can actually make my own music. And something clicked deep inside me at that moment that this was just a form to express what was in me. And there was there was a permission there, I feel like, in that moment that God gave. And that seed, much, much later, I think, came back and I saw how God used that as a picture of a different way of seeing them, not having to do all the right things. and live out others' expectations, but really to become fully me. And not just reluctantly, but God delighting in that expression, actually feeling the community of Father, Son, and Spirit. I think that's a limited way of of seeing that flow that I experienced in that mystical experience. Father, Son, Spirit is a a great dance. Uh, That's a great visual. But it's so much deeper than that. The flow of love that is shared between them that we've been included into really is permission to unleash the deepest part of ourselves as an expression of that love, as an expression of their holy, divine community playing out through our lives. So it's not just finding our identity in Christ. That phrase on its own has been overused, I think. Everyone would probably admit that they find their identity in Christ. It's the revelation of the divine community finding their expression as me, as you and I, living out their life through us. That's a different thing. And and it didn't happen when I sat down and played then, but that the seed was planted then. 
And much, much later, through the deconstruction, reconstruction, finding the community of like-minded, like-hearted believers online and started popping up here and there, I started to see that this was so much deeper than I had originally realized. And the delight that God felt was just so absolutely different, uh, contradictory to any hint of what I had heard growing up. God was just looking for any possible excuse to put me out of business. And, and if it wouldn't have been for Jesus stepping in to take the Father's blows, I was doomed. And such a disintegrated, disconnected way of seeing the divine life as good cop, bad cop, or separate intent, separate purpose. No, they're one. They are one and the same. And we've been drawn into that life before the creation. And they love seeing it expressed in our waking lives and in the way that we live out our lives. Humility and gratitude comes when we realize we've been drawn into that without anything on our part contributing. Not an iota was our contribution. We were drawn into that. Now it's just a matter of coming into the awareness and living from that place. And I'm still learning. Well, we absolutely have not have not arrived, but but the awareness that that life now resides in the deepest part of who we are. I see it as mutual joy, their joy. Our joy. I, Jesus said in John 15, you know, I, I tell you all these things so that my joy can be in you and, and your joy will be full. And as we talked about in between recordings, as, as a jazz musician, uh, classically trained initially, but starting jazz at, at a fairly early age, I was so drawn to being able to get away from the printed page and not to have to play everything perfectly with somebody rigidly watching me and critiquing me and listening and keeping a list of all the mistakes and you're only as good as your last performance and that type of thing. But with jazz, I picture Jesus and Papa and the Holy Spirit, whom I call her Sarayu, as Paul Young does in the shack. Yeah, uh, as a as a rhythm section, piano, bass, and drums, when you hear them, you hear one sound, but they're obviously three different people, three different instruments playing, but producing one sound. But they're together. Each has a role to play. Sometimes one will play a solo and the others will just do a little bit behind that. Sometimes they're all playing full. For, but they've invited us. They've invited me as a trumpet player to come and participate in their group and with the freedom to express myself and not have to play anything written down exactly, not to follow any rules, but to be able to improvise with them. Now, when I play the same song that they're playing in the same key at the same tempo and I improvise, man, it's really good. But if they're playing something like a ballad, like I left my heart in San Francisco and B flat and I'm playing, uh, ain't not, Metallica. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In a different key. <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be like kicking at the goads. <laughs> it's yeah. Yeah. Uh, a beautiful but, picture. Yeah. But they just keep on playing and, uh, I can pick up going along with them wherever I want to. I never feel judged or condemned or uh, it's just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead and do your thing. And uh, we're here and you're with us, whether you and it's all good. And that they're so 
patient. Like what kind of, one of the colors that the prism, the light shows to me is that patience is God's patience is uh, I, I can't limitless. Yeah, limitless. I can't comprehend it as a dad, as a husband, as a grandfather, as a businessman or a pastor or whatever. My patience has limits. God's doesn't. And the more I let Jesus live as me, the more his patience comes through me to other people. And that's a better way to go for me and everybody else. (laughs) Isn't it a reassuring thing to know, as you so beautifully described, that in that rhythm section back in you, um, that they know every single possibility of the rest of how it's going to play out, not as a script, but as possibility. They already anticipate and know that and already have planned responses to every one of those nearly infinite possibilities and intersections of possibilities with everyone else's possibilities. That's already been anticipated within the divine community and responses have already been prepared. Now, if that doesn't give us a sense of reassurance and confidence to just allow ourselves to rest and be ourselves, we're not performing to meet their expectation. They're coming alongside knowing every detail of our story and coming alongside, right? As you said, you'll know when you're off key, but yet that's not going to stop them from gently redirecting us towards the music that they know is possible when we're in alignment. Oh, that's beautiful, Mo. What a a great picture. That was yours. I was just repeating back to you what you said. (laughs) I made my living leading a band and traveling uh, for several years and uh, six or seven people different times in the group. and, And we played together every day and all the time. The other guys were all just really, really good. My contribution was primarily putting together the group and helping each guy achieve the full potential that they had. But when we played together so much, we would anticipate what each other was going to do, but we would also surprise each other. And a big part of the surprise, the the fun that we had, and people could see it on stage, it, it, it wasn't part of the act or contrived or anything. A big part of it was the fun of reacting and responding musically to what somebody just did. And of course, we'd smile and and enjoy it too. I couldn't smile much playing trumpet, but uh, (laughs) that was, you know, that was just, uh, that's, and I really, I I really sense that and picture that with the Trinity and us and the great cloud of witnesses and, uh, you know, just a, a constant joy, encouragement, inspiration, like, oh, wow, you you just did that. Look at that. Let's do it. And let's go here. Let's go there. And what a, let's see where this takes us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, brother, uh, I'm thinking we should do this some more sometime. And uh, boy, I would love to get together with you in person and, and hang out for a while. Let's do that. We'll make it happen. When it gets cold and there's just a lot of snow and it's unbearable in Detroit, uh, Give me you a said call. that with a straight face. You're trying to keep a straight face. <laughs> I, see, I see that laugh. <laughs> Give me a call and book a flight and, and come to sunny Kansas City. <laughs> we'll, eat, yeah, we'll, eat, just, we'll eat some Kansas City barbecue and we'll listen to some Kansas City jazz and uh, we'll have a great time. 
I can tell too, when you're trying to downplay your musical abilities, having played all your life, uh, I've heard that before. And I see it in your eyes that I appreciate the modesty, but I would venture a guess. And I'm pretty sure I'm close to the mark here that that lifetime of playing is evident when you put your mouth to the trumpet. I'm sure that you played a hefty role in, in the, uh, overall music that came from your group. You're very kind. I have great memories. And uh, for another time, I, I still get to do that. Not right now when COVID is here, but uh, I still get to play once a week with a group of guys. And well, we'll talk about that another time. Do you mind if I say something briefly as we close? Do. Um, so I, I always want to qualify anytime I have a chance to talk about what I love and what I love is what God has done. When I tried to walk away, they pursued that the spirit is our greatest teacher. Always. I just want to always place that reality on the table that, you know, Mo's insights from a mystical experience might sound fantastic, but the weight isn't on the experience. The weight is on the voice directing it and nudging that experience to tie into the reality that they're trying to invite me into and us into. So I just want to always qualify these conversations that I don't claim to be a teacher or a guru or any of that. I'm a kid in a candy shop who's found great treasure and want to share it because it's freely given. But the voice behind all other voices says, test, do your own research, look for yourself and don't stop short of anything other than the beauty of God's character. That's the ultimate that our our soul knows. And as I don't know who said this, but heaven is the song we were all born remembering. Heaven is the song we were all born remembering. There's something in the deepest part of our spirit that knows that it knows that it knows our origin. And it knows that it knows that it knows that's the place we were meant to live from and express the Christ life. Boy, that's beautiful. Anybody watching us uh, can see me looking down. I'm just writing down what you say. And for a few weeks, I'll say, well, my friend Mo Thomas said, and then after a while, I'll say, well, you know, people have always said, and after a while, I'll say, you know, I always say. (laughs) That's that. I think that was... uh, freely given it should be freely uh, freely used because i don't have a a source for it i, I don't even remember where i heard it so you you, you take it and uh, make it your own <laughs> certainly well, not mine <laughs> well thank you mo thomas and and as it's we wrap been up such a joy such a thank you me too and, and tell everybody again before we close the name of your book how they can contact you and and get a little taste of your book a little preview sure sure the book is called into the abyss and it's really centered in a mystical experience that I had where God took me through a black hole and sort of unfolded things from there that changed and reframed the way that I saw them, the divine community, I saw others and saw myself, hopefully out by November timeframe. Love to connect. I'm a regular on Facebook. If you send me a message in Facebook Messenger, I can certainly get you a complimentary sample Uh, the intro uh, to the book to see if it's something that might connect with you, might uh, generate some questions for you. And I'd love to interact in that form. 
So thank you again. Great. Thank you, Moish. It's been a, just a delightful pleasure to be with you these two weeks, and I'll look forward to doing it again. Sounds good, Paul. Blessings to you, brother. You too. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another edition of Grace to All with Paul Gray. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Grace to All. For more about us, how we can serve you, and our special guest, please visit www.gracewithpaulgray.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and to join our Facebook group, Grace to All, where you'll be inspired and awakened to more truth that you can handle.